Greetings and welcome to the broadcast. I am here today with the Confidence Today edition of Moms, and I've got my sweet sisters with me, and we have a new addition today. If you've been following this broadcast, uh, you notice that Jess isn't here tonight. She will be back next broadcast, but tonight we want to introduce our sweet sister in Christ, Samantha, and Samantha is a dear friend of mine. I absolutely love this woman, and she is the founder of Build Her a Bridge, and if you're not following Build Her a Bridge, uh, go do it. Just go do it because you're going to be uh, blessed by that. So, Samantha, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you for having me. I love you, ladies. We are love so you, excited to have um, Samantha here with us. And we have the amazing Vanetta Carter, who is also the founder of Reigning in Him broadcast. It also airs on Creative Motion Network as well as this show. We're happy about that. We have our gifted, talented musician, uh, Bible teacher, songwriter, April D. Metzler in the house. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just in rare form today. So, but we're talking about an important topic today. We're talking about guilt and, and we're going to probably be talking about this for a couple of weeks. We're going to talk this week about mommy guilt specifically. I know I dealt with mommy guilt. Uh, we're going to take it a step further in the next broadcast. We're going to talk about making sure we don't put guilt on our kids and we'll, and then we'll close it out whenever we close it out uh, with, some stuff on shame because guilt and shame both came in the garden. They're like kind of hang out there together, but they are not the same in regards to, uh, they're just not the same. We're just going to break them down later on. And they'll like probably like the third broadcast in this particular broadcast though, we're going to talk about the, you know, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance period. And there is conviction holy conviction. The enemy will come in with guilt and condemnation and try to keep you pressed down. So you run from God instead of running to God. Where holy conviction lets us know that God the Father is there. He's just to forgive us for all of our sins as we choose to repent, turn from that, and go on. But today we're talking about mommy guilt. So Vanetta, you're a mother of seven. Have you ever dealt with mommy guilt? I definitely did. And um, I want to share before um, I was married, I was a single mom. And a lot of the guilt came from being a single mom. And I think I was trying to overcompensate because I was a single mom and it was not healthy at all. Mm. So, yes, I definitely dealt with that. Yeah, I can relate to that. Uh, my days of being a single mom, I was going to to school and and working, and I was always felt guilty that I wasn't doing enough. There was that that thing that was just constantly. So I get that. Samantha, you're a single parent as well. Did you have you experienced mommy guilt? Oh yes, <laughs> and it's funny because I was just talking to my daughter about this today because I knew we were going to be talking about this topic, and she was quick to bring up. Um, an incident that happened where she was sixth grade and she was going on the DC trip and I couldn't go because I had to work. And I'm like, it's great that all the other moms get to go and take off work or some moms don't work, but I'm a single mom. Like I have to work, man, don't work, man, don't eat. So I'm like, I've got to work. And she was saying that she felt like she wasn't loved because she was mm -hmm. jealous that all the other moms were there. And she was like, yeah, I felt like you didn't love me. And she's like, now I know that you have to work. But back then she didn't know. And I 
it's mom guilt. That's, man, I wish I was an octopus and I had eight arms where I can be everywhere and do everything. But I felt bad because I was the mom that always had to work. And so I couldn't really be there for a lot of the field trips and class trips. And so that's all, that was a hard pill to swallow. But my kids know that, you know, I love them and, and I support them. But it's just really hard carrying that because you wish you could be there. And you're like, I just can't. Yeah, I understand that completely. What about you, April? Have you had to deal with that? Oh, yeah. Um, I can echo the words that both these ladies have said with the single momhood in, um, you know, after my divorce. But then I had a, a real big time, difficult time going through wrapping my mind around the divorce part, like the splitting the family up part. And so there was guilt and condemnation that I battled with for a good year and a half or so where, you know, uh, that was laid on me in my mind, obviously. Uh, the full responsibility and the weight of um, splitting a family apart. And so that really, I guess could, I could speak to that a little bit, but yeah, it's, there's all sorts of kinds of opportunities for the enemy to come in and attack us. If we are um, entertaining those thoughts and I did for a while because I, I wasn't, didn't have my guard up. And so um, I'm glad that we're talking about this subject. Yeah, I think it's an important subject because I think that even moms that have not gone through divorce or been a single parent, I think that they have an element of guilt that's a little bit different. And so because the enemy is constantly whispering, you know, uh, you're, you don't measure up, you're, you know, you can't do this, you know. Who do you think you are? Or or the enemy will come in with the whole comparison thing. Oh, look at Susie Q over there. And if you're Susie Q, I'm not talking about you. So don't don't go getting offended with me. But it, look at Susie Q and, and she is over there. She does this with her kids and she does that with her kids. And they're always doing this and that. And of course, we all know that social media plays a very challenging type of thing in that. So, um, you know, the reality is, is that there are a lot of times throughout the, the Bible where we see people that dealt with things and they dealt with things in a way where either they were running to God or from God. And they, you know, so it goes back to that being convicted versus being condemned. And so condemnation, man, ooh, I'll tell you what, that's the, the that is the devil on steroids. So Let's speak to that for a moment. Vanetta, have you ever had to deal with the condemnation that was just so weighty that it just wore you down? Yes, kind of like what April was saying, you know, I know that I put that on myself because in my mind, I was telling myself if I bought my kids everything that they wanted, you know, I was being a great mom. If I didn't put them to bed by a certain time, I was being a great mom because they had this void in their lives. So it's like the things that I thought was good was actually not healthy things, you know? And then when I met my husband, my husband had all this structure and all this order. And I was thinking to myself, I'm a mess. I need this in my life, you know, because it was like, I was just pretty much just letting the kids just do whatever they wanted because I thought that I was being a great mom by buying them all type of stuff, but also, working two full-time jobs. It took a lot to maintain that type of life as well, too. So I just thank the Lord for just being a God of order because I was out of order. And I thought I was, I really told myself I was doing a great job. 
So, yeah, I think that the enemy, if he can't get us into blatant sin, you know, like, you know, just running around, sleeping around, drinking all night, partying and leaving our kids abandoned, then he'll make us, I know April, I'm going there. She's always embarrassed with some of the comments I make. I can always tell when the hat goes down. But the reality is, I mean, if he can't get you to do that, he will get you over into the side of mommy guilt. Okay. Or he'll potentially get you over to the side of pride. Like, you know, I'm doing so much for my kids. Look at me. I mean, he's always trying to get us to some extreme. And the Lord is saying, come to me, all who are heavy laden, you know, rest in me. And, and, and we just still, we have that struggle. So we say this all the time on this show. So if you have not been on the show, not heard this, we do not have all the answers. Hmm but we know who does. And that is our motto here on Godfidence Mom Edition is because we want you to know that we, you know, the Bible says that we all fall short, but we know where our help comes from. And so we are always pointing it back to the cross. So condemnation, man, it's a heavy thing. Samantha, talk about it. I think it's always so easy for us women to always be so hard on ourselves because what we do is just never good enough, especially being a mom. So no matter what we do, no matter what meal we cook, no matter how many places and sports events and whatever we do, it's just never good enough. And so I love that scripture that you gave Maggie is come to you, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest because it's like, while your brain is scrambled eggs and you're like, I'm giving, I'm trying, I'm doing but you're you're weary in the process and it's like man that's the that goes back to the guilt cuz i feel like i'm not good enough i feel like i'm not doing good enough so let me buy my kids love let me let me overcompensate but that's the guilt too because you're overcompensating but that's not what your kids really need that's not what they want right they right. want your love and they want your attention Ooh, attention. You know, uh, the other day I was talking to a friend of mine, Ryan Roy, and we were talking about kids and he, he brought up something that's been, it's been said so many times and we always forget that, you know, you spell love T I M E, you know? And so quality time is a lot of our kids love languages and they just need us to stop, you know, stop all the craziness and not be dealing with the guilt because when we are walking in guilt of any kind, it is not from God. Conviction comes from God. And when we get that revelation of, wait, I'm out of balance, you know, uh, going to this extreme of allowing things we normally would not allow, extending the bedtime or staying up or, you know, let's putting the boundaries down and to the other extreme of going, you know, just total control to where we smother them. And we're trying to find that because if we are walking in guilt, they're going to pick up on that. They're going to pick up on it. They're going to learn that. Hey, April, so what do you think about them learning from our baggage? Do they do that? Oh, yeah. Um, and on top of everything else, you know, we are the the biggest example that they're going to have. And it could be the smallest things. You know, we can um, throw in some little colloquial phrases about how, um, you know, they the cornfields, you know, our, our kids are just cornfields. They're just, their ears are wide open and, and receptive of everything. Um, but yeah, they see, hear, and do um, as we do, you know, and it's it's one of those things where they're, they say on social media and stuff, hey, you're my mini me, et cetera, et cetera, you know, like different references like that. But it's true. I mean, they are. And um, I think that you're right. Um, when you talk about boundaries and establishing those, it's not, you know, yelling and screaming at your kids. It's not, you know, um, 
taking stuff away for an unrealistic time. You know, you got to equate the the um, crime with, um, you know, the thing that you, you know, um, establish as whatever, you know, the rule is. And so I think it's all about balance, like you said as well. Um, I know that Samantha and, and Vanetta actually really just are drawing in the condemnation part of it, but, you know, God didn't come to condemn the world. He came so that we would be saved through Jesus Christ. And so I, I think a lot of my, my personal um, issues with condemnation and, um, and trying to get into alignment to be a good example in, in my daughter's life was really, it boiled down to finding my identity and understanding that Jesus's love covers all and, and it's not about performance with him. And it's not about doing this, that, or the other right or or wrong. It's about coming to him and and just soaking in his love and understanding that you're his daughter first. And then the rest of this stuff will fall into place once you get that reconciliation. But anyway. And yeah, can I just say this too? In speaking about love, it's just a reminder for us as well as giving to our kids that love is a verb. It is not a noun. Amen. That's Love right. Requires action. Yes, absolutely. That is so good. Well, you know, I was talking uh, today when I was reading the scripture and I was kind of, you know, praying about this afternoon. I was like, Lord, you know, there are so many people, illustrations that we could use from the Bible. And I just want to go to the Old Testament for a minute. And I'm going to talk about somebody who had guilt. All right. But then he understood the power of conviction. And yet he went to the Lord, because if you were a mom and you're watching this broadcast and you were thinking to yourself, man, I have done it, man. I have, you know, I was on drugs. I've lost my kids. Uh, you know, I've been to rehab. I've been in jail. Or maybe you're the mom that's going, hey, you know, I haven't done all that, but yet I've been sleeping around and I know that's going to bring damage to my household. Or maybe you're the mom who is dealing with the type of guilt that we were talking about, the mommy guilt, you know, of not doing enough or doing too much and, and out of balance, regardless of where you're at in your walk. We know that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. So we're going to take a look in the moment here at, at Psalms 51, which is, that's just basically David, you know, David, for those of you that don't know, King David, second king of Israel, you know, he was a pretty, you know, prestigious dude. He was the king, right? But David had some issues because he was not where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be. You know, he let some things come in and his eye gates, which caused him to fall. And I have seen personally a huge rise of pornography with women in the last five years. People used to say all the time, it was just a guy thing. It's not. So you women that are reading your Harlequin romances, you need to burn those things. And yeah, I said it. So you need to get rid of all of that stuff that's going to open you up to things that you should not be reading, seeing, and visualizing because it'll lead you down the road. So we're going to look at somebody who did not take heed to the conviction of the Lord. And they kind of just went off stray. We've all gone off stray, right? I don't know. I have maybe, you know. I'm just like, I got two hands in the air because we have. So we'll start with Vanetta and we're going to read how David responded whenever he did. Because it's important for us to know that God is there for us and he wants to heal us. So let's look at how David went through guilt and uh, which led to the conviction of the Holy Spirit and then finally repentance. So go ahead and read to us, Vanetta. 
Yes, it's Psalm 51. Oh, loving and kind God, have mercy, have pity upon me and take away the awful stain of my transgression. Oh, wash me, clean, uh, cleanse me from this guilt. Let me be pure again, for I admit my shameful deed. It haunts me day and night. It is against you and you only. I sinned and did this terrible thing. You saw it all and your sentence against me is just. But I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, you deserve honesty from the heart. Yes, utter sincerity and... Yeah, you know, this is out of the New Living Translation. I don't use this translation a lot, but as I was reading that, I was going, man, that is so on point. Isn't that how we are? I mean, you know, and, and he went to God and talked about how merciful he is. You know, he was pleading his case before the Lord. So we're going to pick up uh, with Samantha in verse 7. Sprinkle me with the cleansing blood and I shall be clean again. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. And after you have punished me, give me back my joy again. Don't keep looking at my sins. Erase them from your sight. Create in me a new clean heart, O oh God, filled with clean thoughts and right desires. Don't toss me aside, banish forever from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me again the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey. Come on. That's my daily prayer, y'all. I, I, you know, in the scriptures, that should be our daily prayer. So April, go ahead and pick up in verse 13 here. All right. It says, then I will teach your ways to other sinners. Oh, Sorry. And <laughs> delete the deal. No. <laughs> then I will teach your ways to other sinners and they will, they guilty like me will repent and return to you. Don't sentence me to death. Oh my God, you alone can rescue me. Then I will sing of your forgiveness for my lips will be unsealed. Oh, how I will praise you. You don't want penitence. If you did, how gladly I would do it. You aren't interested in offerings burnt before you on the altar. It is a broken spirit. You want remorse and pen penitence, a broken and a contrite heart, oh God. So David, even though in the midst of his screw up, right, he still knew that God was holy and God was forgiving. And yet he is still pleading his case. And now we fast forward to the New Testament. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to beg God for forgiveness. We don't. Now, we do need to acknowledge when we're wrong. And I think a lot of times when we acknowledge to our kids, hey, I missed it. It makes it, it just, I tell parents all the time, whenever I'm doing marriage counseling and they have come out of a really bad situation where their kids have witnessed a lot, seen some things, uh, exposed to things they should not have been. The first thing I said is, have you sat your children down and repented? Or have you repented to God and then sat your children down and repented to them? And it brings so much healing. It brings so much healing. So Vanetta. Oh my gosh. So when we read about King David, can you relate to him at all in that portion of scripture? I, I love that because it's been times where I, I remember one specific time when I was getting ready to do communion at church. And I remember the Lord told me to go and 
ask my daughter for forgiveness mm. about something. And I'm telling you, in in that moment, it was just so powerful. And I remember going up to my daughter because I remember that summer, it was just a tough summer. She was probably about 14 at the time. And I remember going up to her and asking her for her forgiveness before I took this communion. And she was like, oh, it's fine. And I'm like, no, it's not fine. It's not fine. I want to ask you sincerely for forgiveness. And as a mom, that was so humbling to ask my daughter for forgiveness. And I think it really ministers to our kids as well, too. It tells them I'm not perfect. I do not have it all together. That is why I need a savior. You know, so in that moment, it was very humbling to be able to go and ask for forgiveness. Amen. Amen. It is a powerful thing. You know, forgiveness to me, it is a key that unlocks um, receiving, you know, because we, and, and many times and we, we don't have time to go into the whole forgiveness piece. It's, it's huge. And we could do a, a probably six month series on it, but, <laughs> but the reality is, and what it comes down to at the end of the day, that whenever we seek the Lord for forgiveness, he is willing to do that. You know, from the scriptures, it is so true. So Samantha, can you relate to David at all? Absolutely. And I think with this prayer, there's so much transparency. There's not pride. There's God, I don't have it figured out. God, I don't want this. I don't want this life. I don't want this. I don't want to be guilty of this. I don't want to carry that guilt. I don't want to carry that shame. God, remove it from me, renewing me a clean heart. I yes. mean, if that's not a something daily that we as Christians pray, we as women, as moms, as human beings, like, I don't want to carry this anymore. God, remove it. I want freedom. And there's such liberty and freedom. Yeah. We don't have to live in guilt. God bared it and he took it upon himself. So that way we don't have to. And so mm -hmm. I love what you said, Vanetta, about going to your daughter and asking her for forgiveness because like our motto at Build Her Bridge, and I'm pointing because like I'm wearing real raw, but like our <laughs> motto is real raw and relatable. And it's like, that's real. Like our kids yeah. need to see that we don't have it all together. Our kids Amen. need to see that, you know, mom, you shouldn't be eating that ice cream at 11 o'clock. Guilty as charged. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's the transparency in that. So I love David's, I love David's prayer. And I think that's something that we should pray daily, daily. Yeah. Yeah. And the part that always gets me is the search me, oh Lord, you know, see if there's anything hidden in me, you know, because we do have, uh, so, you know, the world tries to put so much crap on us. And sometimes we have to sort through the hidden things that are not really, you know, we can say it's God all day long, but when it comes down to it at the end of the day, it might be selfish ambition, or it might be some type of, you know, hidden sin that we're not willing to, to name sin. You know, we're not willing to be that real or all about. So I'm just saying, just maybe it's just me. <laughs> like maybe it's just me. So April, weigh in here, girlfriend. Come on. Yeah. So I, uh, I just love what you guys both said because it is. I've been in those situations, and I had a decision to make with my daughter of whether I was going to walk in pride and arrogance and and hold that role of well, I'm the parent. I'm always right, and that's wow. you know, I'm not going to apologize to my kid. You know, those thoughts, of course, come at you. But um, I love what both of you guys said about that 
and how that just allows them an example. And what we see here illustrated with David is leadership, like true, like, like uh, Samantha said, true, transparent, honest, truthful, vulnerable, real, candid. He was just laying it all bare to his heavenly father after the consequence that came, you know, Nathan had already told him like, this is what God's judgment is going to be on you. This is how it's going to be. And he was literally, you know, going to the father and pleading his case because he already said, if you guys don't know that story, I encourage you to go check it out yes. um, over in second uh, Samuel, I believe. But um, those, that whole storyline of what happened, you know, Nathan sits there and tells him, this is, this is it, dude. Like, here's the story. What would you do if someone did this to you? And he, and it was just like this, oh, he'd be dead, you know, like this is the consequence. And then he's like, no, you're the dude that did that. And he's like, Lord, forgive me. But it, it sometimes takes that shock factor and, you know, uh, for God to like hit us between the eyes sometimes with that kind of thing uh, before we come to that. But I know that as mothers, um, if we can be honest, if we can be truthful, and if we can just be real with our children and make sure that, you know, they know how to put boundaries up. Like, like yeah. Vanetta was saying, her daughter was literally going to allow that kind of behavior to continue from you and by saying, oh, it's okay. It's no big deal. But I've taught my daughter to, you know, say, please don't let it happen again. You know, um, it's okay. And, um, you know, to not, you know, to not allow things. And, you know, you've got to set those boundaries in place for people. You literally teach people how to treat you That's and, right. and you want to do so in an honor way, you know, and you want to honor others and, and yourself. And how do you do that in those communications? Well, they're not going to know how to do that unless we teach them. And David is an awesome example of that. And at the end, I know we didn't read it, but he said, and Lord, don't punish Israel for my sins. Help your people yes. and protect Jerusalem. And he talks yes. about that. And when my heart is right, then you will rejoice in the good that I do. And in the bullocks I bring to sacrifice upon your altar. It's like, you know, getting get we got to get right so that our kids see the example. And then we've got to be right with them and not be operating in pride is what my thoughts are. Woo! Drop the mic. That's so good. <laughs> so good. So listen, y'all, tonight we've been talking about the topic of mommy guilt and that we know that we can run to the Savior. But, you know, we don't want to get caught in that cycle. We don't. We want to just be so moldable in the hands of the Lord that when we're raising our kids, we're listening. What are you saying, God? What is your word saying? Are we aligning? Are we aligning with truth? Are we aligning with the lie? Are we allowing the holy conviction of the Lord to lead us to repentance? Or are we carrying the weight of guilt that presses us down? And then we're trying to figure out how to get out of our circumstances when all we have to do is call out to the Father. So, so good. So, okay. So next week or next broadcast, it's not next week, but next broadcast. We'll be talking about how to keep from allowing that guilt to get onto our kids and where the buck stops here with us. And I love that each and every one of you were so incredibly transparent about your mistakes and shortcomings because, listen, this is where we have um, in the body of Christ, and I'm not knocking the body of Christ by any means, but when we act like we got it all together, 
that's whenever we, you know, we are like, you know, come on, you guys. We're not, we're not trying to say, oh, look at you. We're saying, look at us. We're a hot mess, but God loves us. God has restored us. We have been through some stuff. We don't know all the answers, but we know who to go to. So final words from you, Vanetta, for the ladies that might be listening to this going, you know, where, where do I go from here? What do I do? I would say um, one thing that I do with my girls and it's, I think it's um, coming up on a time because I do it as the Lord prompt me to do it. I would take them out and I'll say to them, how am I doing as a mom? Oh, wow. It means a lot to me and I value their opinions. So when they share things with me that, you know, maybe like mom, you know, could you not yell or could you not, you know, when you speak, could you? So I'm okay with that. I'm like, well, I'll definitely be willing to make an adjustment, but then I could also share with them, you know, well, these are some things that I see in you guys that I would love for you to make an adjustment with. And we hold each other accountable too. So, I mean, I think you have to really be in a good place to really hear that because some moms really don't want to hear how they're doing. And I'm, I'm okay with hearing how I'm doing because I know I'm a work in progress. I do not have it all together. And it takes a lot of getting on my knees and saying, Lord, please help me to be the best mom. And I want to do better. When you know better, you will do better. So my, my encouragement to the ladies is, you know, extend grace to yourself, but also be open to what your children, if you do feel like you're at a place where you want to hear that, ask them and let them share what they feel like they want to share with you, but also be intentional about making an adjustment, you know, and I think it really makes your relationship so much closer because it's like, wow, mom actually asked me, you know, how does she think I'm doing? Wow, she actually cares about how I view her. That's important to me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because for those of you that have not marked your calendar already, August the 20th, August the 20th is communication navigation. It is uh, one of our annual conferences that we have. The confidence um, today is going to actually be 4.0. And both Vanetta and Samantha has been part of that. And April's been part as being an intercessor for the event because she's off in Oklahoma. You know, my other girls here are Tennessee girls, so it's a little short drive for them. But we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about the lines of communication between parents of what you want more of, what you want less of, and learning to have that ongoing conversation so that when they become adults and they're out on their own, it they won't be hiding stuff from mom. They'll be calling mom going, hey, mom, what do you think about this? I, or mom, I did this. Or what about this with my kids? So I love that, Vanetta. Thank you. Samantha. How about you, girl? Final words for the ladies listening in? Ladies, please date yourself and date your kids. You are busy. I get it. I'm busy. I work a full-time job. I'm doing two weeks of summer school. I am the executive director of my nonprofit. But guess what? I find time for myself and I find time to date my kids, even if it's with my son that we are walking around the street with our dog or we're walking to the mailbox, whatever we do, but I spend that time with him or he's laying in bed after he just got home from work. 
and I crash and I lay on the bed and we just talk. I mean, it's like, that's my time with him. I bond with my daughter in the car. I'm dating them because I'm getting to know them. And I have the goosebumps and everything of dating because in the mundane of life and cooking and cleaning of everything, you know, we kind of fall by the wayside and then we don't end up being a parent because social media is the parent and other mm -hmm. friends' parents are the parent and the babysitter. And I'm like, no, I want my kids. I love my kids. And so I don't feel guilty for even taking time for myself either by spending time in the word, by just sitting in the car with Starbucks, listening to worship music. But I find time to date myself and date my kids. That's really good because that kind of safeguards when the enemy comes in with a lie of you don't ever spend time with your kids. And then you can be like, uh huh, we was walking the dog. We was laying on the bed. We was at Starbucks. We're doing all this. So I love that. I love that. Thank you, Samantha. So good. And we're so blessed to have you joining in this broadcast with us. Oh, yes. So April, over to you, girl, for closing comments. Yeah, I just want to encourage the the mom that is out there that is dealing with this guilt um, and struggling with the finding the truth. God's love is going to literally clean up your mind in that, but it takes you practicing that. It takes you finding scriptures about his love, about grace, about forgiveness um, in order to to battle against those things. So I just encourage you to even if it's just a quick search on your mobile device for scriptures about forgiveness, um, just spend spend a week in invested in uh, meditating on those scriptures and speaking them over your life and your heart so that you can get past the guilt that you are battling with. And um, and that's how we overcome these things. You know, it's through the blood of the lamb and through the words of our testimony. And so if we continue to meditate, which means to, you know, consider it and literally mumble it all day long, speak it over yourself. Um, we can get past those things like that. So. So good. Thank you, April. It's so good. I want to close out the broadcast with a scripture out of 1 John 1, 9. And this is an important scripture that you guys already know. And if you're new uh, to the Christian walk, and if you ever have any questions, you can reach out to any of the ladies you see on the broadcast. And But the 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and confess whatever is making you feel shame guilt and regret. And I'm telling you, uh, repentance is a huge, huge part of a Christian walking in freedom. I'm just saying. I remember when I first became a Christian, someone said to me, Maggie, 80% of your walk is going to be re repentance. And I take that to heart because it is true. I am constantly, Lord, cleanse me. Because then when you are filled up by, like April said, by meditating on the word of God, and like Vanetta and Samantha said, you're transparent, you're you're spending time with your kids. And when the enemy comes over those lies, you don't know. No, talk to the end. Because I am replacing the lie he's throwing with the truth of God. The truth of God is, is that he is faithful and just to forgive me for my shortcomings. And yes, 
we have them. And so when we're repentant of, we are walking in the fullness and freedom and so forth. So we want to thank you for logging in for this broadcast. We look forward to spending time with you in a couple of weeks where we'll continue on talking about the mommy guilt, but not transferring it on to our kids because we do that stuff. We Let's just be real. We do it. Okay. I know my mama did it to me. I was a product, the most negative person on the planet I was because I allowed those parent tapes to get in there and all of that stuff of because I said so that whole pride position April was talking about. So we're going to go deeper into this topic. We hope that we'll share, you'll share this with your friends, family, anyone that needs a word of encouragement. Catch us right here live on Facebook the first and third Monday of every month for the Moms Edition, as well as on Keys Your Beth's Life uh, YouTube and on Creative Motion Network on Roku. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Love you guys. Make sure you come back and see us and follow these amazing ladies out there on social media. God bless.